This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am excited to be back. It's a new week and I have a returning guest in the studio with me. You know her from her podcast, Andy's Girls. Please welcome Sarah Galley. Hey, Sarah. Oh my God. I am so ready to mention it all with my sweet baby, Dill. I'm so excited to be here. I really, truly am. Well, I'm excited to have you. Um, Speaking of Andy's Girls... We, we, you and I have a fun IRL live experience coming up next week. Uh, we've got a, a little live show happening on May 19th. May 18th. 18th. <laughs> May 18th. <laughs> is it the 18th? It is, in fact, the it's 18th. It's Thursday. <laughs> we've got it. It's, we're doing great. We're doing great so far. May 18th. Which is the day after the VPR finale. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Killing the game, Dylan Hammer. Um, it's at Green Room 42 in New York City. Uh, you can get your tickets online now. The, go to go to your Instagram. Yeah, bio. you can go to my Instagram or the green and my Instagram is Dame Galley or the Green Room 42.venuetix.com. We'll be unpacking all things related to the VPR finale, the Scandaval. I might be going to a certain concert this evening. I will have some thoughts on that here oh in God. New York City. That did get confirmed over the weekend. <laughs> I forgot to tell you. Um, and so this is gonna be a really, really cool live show in an off in an awesome space where you can get a pumptini, relax. Be with fellow Bravoholics and also watch it online. You can be wherever you want in the world. You don't have to watch it live. I love those that. tickets. Twenty dollars tickets in person or online. It's incredible. Be with a bra- it's a Bravoholic healing journey. Well, you and I are going to have very different nights tonight because I'm going to the premiere of Book Club to the next chapter. <laughs> Jane Fonda, <laughs> Diane Keaton, and Candace Bergen. And I'm going to be with Tom Sandoval and maybe 12 of his closest friends. Well, maybe if you're really lucky, he'll change the lyrics to some more songs to be about Schwartz and Raquel. And, you know, I got to say, so somebody, a content creator or, or a fan or somebody put up that video of Tom changing the lyrics in to Stacy's mom, yeah. to like Schwartz's mom. And then what did he say about Raquel? Sh- Schwartzy, can't you see Raquel is not for me? Except then it got updated. People said we misheard or the person misheard and it was actually Raquel is hot for me. Which makes it worse because then you're gloating about cheating on your long-term girlfriend with her best friend to F with Schwartz who who said repeatedly he wasn't attracted to her and wasn't interested in pursuing a relationship. Like, what are you doing? I mean, I think Schwartz is like a, you know, a paid actor in this whole scenario. So I don't, I'm not yeah, like, I guess he's like, I'm not concerned about guy. like Schwartz being manipulated in this situation, but no, I'm concerned about Tom Sandoval's like 
strategic imperative, which surprisingly isn't great. We'll, we'll get into Tom Sandoval's brain. Andy's Girls Live. More. Andy's Girls Live. But uh, for today, we are going to talk about the Real Housewives of Atlanta season premiere, mm. which I'm excited to get into. I thought it was a great episode. But first, I want to talk about a report in page six this morning about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, who are currently filming their fourth season. Um, they are, I guess, on a trip to Bermuda right now as we speak they're finally leaving the country heather got her wish um <laughs> come on pretty mama now that now that jen Shaw is uh out of the equation they're allowed to leave u.s soil um but apparently in the midst of filming this season things between lisa barlow and whitney have taken a turn for the worse <sighs> we saw them last year kind of teaming up um i guess in the absence of other viable friendships um and the source of this conflict between Lisa and Whitney is reportedly that Lisa is mending fences with both Meredith and Heather Gay this season. To me, okay, I know that you uh, you're not a you're not on the Heather Gay train at this point. You have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of feelings too. But I I feel like the root of this is really just kind of a musical chairs of relationships on Salt Lake City, and that all of these women have no real connections with each other. They just have to keep the carousel going. Yeah. It's, it feels like instinctively I just read it and it feels like they're probably spiraling out. And I think the Jen, well, Jen was unavailable to film. I think that the way that everything ended for Heather and Meredith, I think that they were aware of like audience reactions, not being super positive mm. to their full throated support during the reunion and, and the eps prior. And I, I understand from their perspective why, you know, cozying up to Lisa again, regardless of how they actually feel about her would be beneficial to them. But with Lisa, I'm like, babe, like you were in a power position. What are you doing? Like, I thought that, you know, her alliance, because none of these people are friends, I thought that her alliance with Whitney was, like, pretty strong. So now I'm like, Lisa, no, come on. You're smarter than this, I think, maybe. I don't disagree. I definitely think coming out of season three, Lisa kind of had the most fan favorite, number one girl in the group Mm -hmm. energy, sort of, for lack of a better option you know yeah I think that's the problem that we've kind of been bumping up against in Salt Lake knowing that Jen was probably going to be out of the picture and that there was going to have to be sort of like a reshuffling of the deck a little Mm -hmm. bit that it's like there's not that many people to be friends with there I I think there are probably some new women on this season I don't know that's like I have not really cared that much about Salt Lake in the last couple months same but you know, it just feels like everybody kind of is like, what's my next move? It's kind of succession-y in a way. <laughs> it's like okay, Jen, they Jen, wish. Jen Shaw was Logan Roy. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler for this season if you haven't seen it. And now they're like, wow, dad's gone. <laughs> I mean, I think it's closer to like celebrity rehab where the the thing that they're trying to figure out is their reputation. I, I, it's not, I don't. <laughs> is, Lee, is Lisa Barlow Kendall Roy? <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you know, like whatever, just like flood the tube, pump the pump, get the content, pump pumping. I love that. 
Lisa might be a mix of Greg and Tom, honestly, when oh. you think about it. I could see that happening, but it just makes me, I, think, I don't know. I think Salt Lake's maybe the worst franchise currently. I so. think Whitney is Roman. I don't think Whitney is communicative enough because Robin has some like strong business instincts. I was literally listening to this, the official succession podcast on the way here. Cause it's, as you know, my number one show, I don't think Whitney has the mm. uh, communicative skill necessary to ascend to a Roman esque. I think Roman probably empire. needs to go on a healing journey though. I Roman is desperado for a healing journey. Do you remember when Whitney put up like an Instagram post and it was like very emotional and like I actually was like, oh my god, this is so sweet and so vulnerable. And as you continued reading the caption, she was announcing her jewelry brand. That is my absolute favorite <laughs> genre of post on social media when it's like tying something that is pure capitalism back to something real or emotional or you know inherent about yourself, and you're like. Growing up, I had a tough time and, you know, I was always looking for something to hold on to and to be, you know, anchored in something. And that's why, you know, when I wake up every morning and I smell that cup of coffee, <laughs> Folgers, oh my it God. makes me feel like I'm rooted. <laughs> you know, like it's just shit like that. It's like, it's the jewelry. It's always the jewelry. It's a mess. Speaking of jewelry. Um, <laughs> I oh my god! Love, I just my ears just no. Perked. I know. I know you love jewelry. <laughs> this isn't. This like isn't. My face changed. No, this is about to be an unhinged segue. But uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta season fifteen, uh, our newest addition to the cast, Courtney, has a jewelry line. Of course she does. Oh, I was thinking you were going to say Atlanta, the jewel in the crown I of mean, Housewives franchise. That would be. That would have been a more artful segue. <laughs> um, Instead, I am just really fascinated by our our new friend of Courtney, who um, is like a, you know, business lady, I'm sure, but then also has a jewelry line, you know, good, good for her. I mean, as someone who has brought up the fact that I've been to Paris three times in conversation years after the fact, I did appreciate that while trying to like uh, bait candy she couldn't help but continue to reference the fact that she was in Paris when she, I received a phone call I was she, in Paris she said it no less than like three times wait, she goes so my friend calls me in Paris <laughs> it's like okay you what you what you, you didn't you bought the international plan while you were <laughs> on vacation like same girl like <laughs> I mean it is giving global brand for candy so that's nice <laughs> and isn't it I mean, candy is worldwide. Candy, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show last week. Candy, now Emmy and Tony nominated. Nominated as of the last week, right? Yeah, it, like, she got just happened? back-to-back days. She got Emmy and Tony nominations. And who was trying to shade her about not killing it on Broadway during the first episode? Oh, Marlo, of course. Right, I was she's like... She's like, she's a failure on Broadway because her first play that she produced didn't get nominated for a Tony, which, first of all... LOL. That's not that's, that's not, not how we measure like right. success, success and failure <laughs> in the theater world, but also just like LOL that Marlo has an opinion on that. And meanwhile, Candy was like in the works on the show that ultimately would get her nominated for a Tony. So Yeah, the um, timing of it for theater folk. I was like, wait a second, by fail are you failing upwards? Like she's she's doing phenomenal. I know. It's it is It's a lot. It's a I'm lot. so happy to have Atlanta back. Mm. This season it feels like you and I were texting about this yesterday before you had seen the premiere, I think, about how this season 
both of Atlanta and the upcoming OC feel like they have potential to be really just solid, sturdy, entertaining seasons of Housewives. We don't have any massive scandals or really bleak storylines that we are aware of from either of these seasons. You know, the biggest thing from Atlanta is Drew and Ralph not being together anymore, but that I think happened after filming had concluded. We'll probably see some, you know, inklings and whatever. But even that, it's like, that's like cheerleader moment of like Drew and Ralph not being together anymore. So this season, I feel like I'm just excited to let it unfold. Yeah, because I like high stakes storylines, but I just think the morality factor has made a lot of us really uncomfortable. Like the way that we are supposed to believe that, you know, some of these federal crimes are, you know, the punchline for a season long joke. And I just... It has it made watching Salt Lake City for other reasons as well very uncomfortable. Obviously, Beverly Hills had some very tough moments where it was like, oh, I just feel weird watching this. And I know that some people feel that way about this season of New Jersey. I don't. I'm like very into Same. the storytelling, but I could I absolutely could appreciate how people are like, it's just so dark, it's so bleak. This family is is done so. Yeah. And so my hope for Atlanta and Orange County is that we really do return to the light. I think that the Bravo community is looking for and it was really extra appreciative of fun. I just want to see like jokes, mm-hmm. giggles, McGee, some some fighting, some conflict, some whatever, but not like legal stuff, weird manipulative use of health stuff, any of that. I just don't I don't want it near me right now. I think we got our fill. Yeah, and this cast, I think, is a cast full of professionals. Yes. You know, these women these are stars. These they, are stars. They understand the assignment. They know what works. Yes. They are pretty good at sort of bringing it, compartmentalizing when they need to. And I think it speaks volumes in this episode that aside from Drew, who is dealing with a family crisis, also not feeling well, but what was that, by the way? Well, Ralph said like her dad, dad wasn't dad? Dad was doing well. Yeah, I don't know, but. Uh, Aside from Drew not being in this episode, everybody, regardless of who they're talking to, who they're on good terms with, shows up to Sonia's party at the end mm. and is participating mm-hmm. and contributing right off the bat. And that's exciting to me. The fact that Candy is not on great terms with Sheree since last season, mm. is not on great terms with Marlo since last season. We know Kenya and Marlo basically don't fuck with each other. We know that Sheree and Kenya have this shady dynamic going on. Drew and Sonya have their lingering issues. Like there are a lot of interpersonal connections in this cast that are strained or are tricky, but none of them that I feel like I'm like dreading experiencing over this season. And same, I think with the personal storylines that are going on, like, the Marlowe stuff, I think, is very sensitive mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. The Sonia stuff, I think, is incredibly interesting. Like the ways that she and her sister communicate, understanding that now her brother in law works for her. And it's like, how do you critique someone's boundaries when there's a financial relationship in place, a business relationship? Like, even if it's not with Sonia's sister directly, it's with. Sonia's sister's husband like they're that's really interesting the candy Todd stuff 
I honestly was very surprised by it. I was like, oh my goodness. Like when Candy does a candy cry where she's so uncomfortable and she hates to do it. So her body just Mm -hmm. kind of clenches and she does the like really tight introduction into tears. Cause I always, I believe everything that honestly Candy says at the end of the day. So I just, I thought that was really interesting. There's so many different avenues to go. There's just a lot of story here. And I appreciate that. There's a lot of organic story. Totally. And I think like what you were saying with the Marlo stuff with her nephews, Mm. her first solo scene of the season being saying that, you know, these boys' mother is was is out of prison. She hasn't contacted them at all. Marlo, I think it's finally sort of set in for her mm. or become reality that it's like, these are my boys now. Like, this isn't a temporary situation. This isn't just a, you know, a stopgap type of thing. Like, I'm parenting these children and that has a weight to it that I wasn't prepared for and that I you know, maybe feel like I've messed up, but that she's taking it seriously. And I mean, as much as I sometimes am a little bit like woo woo about the life coach stuff mm. of it all. Yeah. I thought, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Miss Sharon was kind of <laughs> dropping truth bombs on yeah. this family. And I thought that Marlo talking about the idea of gentle parenting and how different that is from how mm. she was raised and how, you know, she's kind of like working through that stuff. That is fascinating to me. And it's a side of Marlo that, you know, three or five years ago, if you had said this is where we would be with Marlo in 2023, it would have seemed extremely surprising. But it's, I mean, as much as Marlo can be her own, you know, worst enemy sometimes in the social scene, this is, I'd love to see it. Yeah. And I think also, I mean, who among us hasn't experienced some sort of, whether it's from their childhood or relationships or whatever else, some sort of instability and security in relation to someone else. And I think watching Marlo, I I just honestly was like literally, I know like, LOL, I was watching her, but I was truly watching her face. And she seemed like she was almost in shock about the situation that she is in and the fact that she is like the full-time seemingly permanent caregiver. And I thought a little bit about how she might have viewed or views security and responsibility, which often I think for her has been financial, which is a part of it. It's not Mm -hmm. that that's not, but it's like being careful and responsible for her nephew's emotional security and emotional stability is I think the thing that they're working on. Like there was one point where her nephew, correct me if I'm wrong, but her nephew turned to her and was like, when they were apologizing or hugging or something and said something along the lines of like, you stressed me out. Like, even Mm. though you stressed me out, you know, we've come together, whatever else. And I, that was a little bit of an aha moment for me. Cause I was like, okay, I don't know that Marlo is hearing him. Like literally, I don't know that Mm -hmm. she heard him while he was saying this, but that is the thing that I think they're kind of trying to work through the, like, Mm -hmm. how do we feel safe and comfortable here emotionally on the heels of what they experienced prior to living with Marlo and when Marlo was like, I'm going to teach you a lesson by kicking you out. Like that's, that that doesn't just go away. It's something that I think they're all trying to figure out how to work through. Mm -hmm. I love to see that. And I love the juxtaposition of Marlo talking about the reality of the situation in the confessional while wearing maybe the most ridiculous (laughs) pair of earrings. (laughs) Looking 
amazing, by the way. She, oh, she looks her glam stunning. is spectacular. She looks She's a perfect, gorgeous woman. She's a she gorgeous wearing, woman. She is wearing these earrings. Oh my god! I guess they're hoops, but they are <laughs> are they? They're like two inches wide and like the circumference of like bigger than a beer can. Mm. <laughs> like just like sitting on her shoulders, basically, with Alexander Vautier like stamped into them. It is such a look that I I can't get out of my brain. I was watching this episode. I immediately took a screenshot and then I just I, I've looked at it so many times and it is delightful to me. Did you go to sleepaway or day camp or anything when you were younger? I did some day camps and I uh, I would do uh, Boy Scout camp, which was only a week, but you went and slept there. OK, remember how they would do that like trust fall thing of like light as a feather, stiff as a board? Yeah. I was thinking that when I was looking at her ears. Her where ears. I'm like, are her ears just <laughs> pretending that this is super light? Because that did not look light on those lobes like that for me because I have a ton of ear piercings but they're all like right really small I just was like oh my god I, I know hope they're okay I know I hope they're okay <sighs> I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food the venue the music the overall vibe and you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want. With tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences, every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Let's rewind. We got to talk about Sheree. Sheree. Dylan. Sheree. Dylan. And Martel, who 
to his credit. Uh, no, let's not. <laughs> not nothing to his credit. He's a piece of shit. Mart- is his credit. Okay. Martel. He has a bad credit score. I believe that. Martel is an absolute nightmare of a man in every way. Horrible. But thank the Lord that he is showing up to film because the fact that the first scene of the oh, season God. is him one on one with Sheree. And then later in the episode, he shows up to Ross's 40th birthday party. He is letting it all hang out. The women are immediately talking about him. There are multiple scenes in this episode where they're talking about what the streets are saying. Mm-hmm. Kenya's gotten a DM from him in the past, which apparently he unsent before she so into accepted that, the, the message request. <laughs> so into that. Um, you know, this man is nothing but pure mess. And nothing good of it will come for Sheree. I believe to my core but i am just i love the fact that we're getting it all on camera because there's nothing worse than when a storyline centers around something that we're not able to see for whatever reason and i already am sensing that with courtney and candy Mm. that i'm like if if this third party dina isn't going to be in the mix like we can't yeah yeah whatever um but sure i mean sheree 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 he exudes big dick energy. I'm like, girl. That's that's all he that is if that's that cannot be the only thing. And yet for Sheree, maybe that's everything. I mean, like, I don't understand. There was a point where Candy was talking about how she tried to help Sheree mm-hmm. and with business stuff, and but Sheree didn't want to pay anyone. So she just imagined that all of this would be a success because I just blink my eye and that's what I assume is going to take place. And it feels like there's an element of that with Martel where it's like, well, I just think he's going to be great. So like, it doesn't matter who he is or what he's done. He's just going to be great because I want that. And And so it's going to be a success. He's a good looking guy. Who cares? He does a photo shoot for upscale magazine. (laughs) Oh my God. He exudes big dick energy. As, as Sonia says, he's not, he doesn't have an ankle bracelet on. So I guess that's an upgrade. It is. I feel like with Sheree, we were so rooting for her last season in the Tyrone saga. And I am, I'm glad for her that she has freed herself from the Tyrone saga, but it does feel like she kind of is, she has found something that is so marginally better than that Mm. and is convincing herself that it's the dream. Yeah, I would argue that it's probably worse because this is someone who likes the taste of reality TV and the taste of celebrity and also does not appear to be a great guy. So the combination of that understanding what Sheree provides by being a cast member on Atlanta, like this is going to be a harder person for her to disassociate from if that is something that she wants to do. Like if she does decide to consciously uncouple or detach, like he's going to be harder to shake, to shake. And that makes me concerned, but it's also like, I can't want more for Sheree than she wants for herself. So at what point do I treat her like an adult? Cause she's a grown woman. She's very successful. I think she's very talented, very smart, very funny, obviously beautiful. She's got the house finally together. We can see the, you know, bottom floor. Like we can see the lower level looks great. And I just, I, I don't know at a certain point I'm like, Sheree wake up, but it's, she, I mean, it, it could not be more obvious 
who this guy is. He brings with him mm-hmm. a reality TV linked in. It is very clear that he, to me, has an extremely toxic energy. If she doesn't want to see it, do I just kind of like, I don't know. how? At, at what point do I take off the kid gloves here? No, I feel the same way that there, there are certain things where it's like, I'm not going to continue to care about this if you so clearly have no regard for it. Like, it's not my job to be like Sheree's emotional babysitter as a viewer of this show who has met her in passing one time. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that's it. Like, it's not, it's not my job to, you know, protect her heart. But, you know, she's not in love. So that's... <laughs> what is that about? Because she's so deeply in love. She's like, I can't say it first. I got to wait for him to do something. <sighs> well, at least I guess she can't get pregnant. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. And like the way these women, the way the women in, on the cast are all speaking about him is really telling to me because it's not just like, oh, like maybe there was a rumor or maybe his ex tried to say something like even with like with Louie on New Jersey. It's like there's the whispers, but then there's also a faction of people that are like, that's just talk. He has an angry ex or something. We don't want to believe it. Whatever. With Martel, it's like. They're immediately talking, Manetta, Candy Kenya, they're talking about it. Like everybody has an opinion right off the bat and they all are aware of the same stuff. Also, this is where it sort of gets complicated because at what point can they really sincerely, specifically talk about his time on reality TV? Because we're all talking about how he's like stooping someone else in Atlanta. And I'm thinking like, okay, but if they've talked about the fact that they're not, they're dating maybe, but they're not, I don't know what promises they've made to each other but to me that's like sort of a nothing burger I would think that's to be expected that's that's not in any way out of character for him and I actually don't even understand how committed they are to each other right like that's being with some other chick is like a feature not a bug of the Martell experience that's like that's the ground floor that is his lower level like that's like the absolute foundation so (laughs) we're all pretending that him stooping somebody else is a big deal and I'm like that's not even close to the big deal the big deal to me is how like absolutely toxic it is the worst case scenario for me is in watching this is if he does only see Sheree at one time and not anybody else I don't want him to give her full full fork it full forkus oh my god (laughs) oh god it's like the good place I don't want him to give her full focus I want him to be distracted so she can extricate herself from this well and the the idea that he has dm'd Kenya at some point, we don't know the timeline of that. That introduces the idea that not only would he be messy in a general sense, but that he would be kind of bringing it onto the doorstep of the show, which obviously it's the season premiere and it's one of the main storylines of the episode. So it's it's arrived. He has brought with him immediately this thing. And he's, you know, he's mad at Candy for calling him an opportunist last season at the reunion. And it's like, well, I mean, here you are on this bigger show than the one that you came from immediately, the first chance you got, showing up to the group scene, showing up to the solo scene, mic'd up, ready to go. It's like, it's not not giving opportunist, which, you know, whatever. And she's been, you know, 
um, zhuzhing Kenya on social by talking about how Kenya has like a rent a boyfriend or uh. whatever, which is like absolutely true. That is Kenya's history on reality TV. But look at when it's not. Look at when she's with Mark. You know, like I almost prefer something fake than a really real toxicity. And with Sheree, I just... I, I wish for her less of this reality. I think it's going to not go well real quick. Real I quick. I know. I'm looking at Sheree's tweets right now, and it's just like, LOL. I mean, it almost not. I have to like Google Twitter because I'm not on Twitter. But like, so I see it on Instagram eight days later. But I mean, these women are Olympians. Like they all have gold medals at Housewives. And I just cannot imagine being a Bravo fan. Honestly, listen, safe space. We love we love everybody and all levels of the Bravo fandom, but I just can't imagine being like a, bra- a true Bravo fan and not watching Atlanta. This is this oh. is top tier prestige franchise energy, and mm-hmm. I, I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful for this season. Me too. I mean, I I am I'm right there with you. I mean, even like Sonya, it's her second season. Yeah. I I don't think she had like the world's best season last year like I think there's room for differing opinions about how she did and the energy she brings to the show but I do think that it seems like she gets it in Mm -hmm. the group dynamic sense in a way where I'm not worried about her being like dead weight on the show and we see it right in the premiere episode I mean obviously she's throwing this big group event which she spends a hundred thousand dollars on can we talk about that the way she's openly talking about the pressure of not falling short of expectations, hosting an event for the show, because last season people came for her for the party city decorations, whatever the ho- the party was like, just a get together in her house, essentially. Right. The way she is talking about the expectations of throwing an event is interesting, kind of towing the line with the fourth wall almost, because I think a lot of women, probably most women who have been on Housewives have done something like this where they're planning an event and a lot of it is like for the show. And it feels like spending $100,000 on a party is, that's a, that's a lot of money. Does Bravo, I always get confused by this. And I feel like we have received some information and then I honestly forget it five minutes later. It, what is What, if anything, is Bravo contributing to that? Because I know that they do fund certain I mean obviously they do the trips Um, but like they do fund certain like finale party style things right it's my understanding that pretty much if you're throwing a party you're throwing the party I think there are you know there might be certain situations where they'll like set up you know, uh, you know, you going to a dinner or something like that where it's more of like a yeah they're picking up the bill production thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but like they're not paying for Sonia to throw her husband a birthday party. And I think that is, it kind of makes me nervous when it's like, you're going into your second season, you feel like there's pressure to live up to the, the image of being a housewife. And also the women in the show are directly playing into that. You know, Kenya's literally like my expectations are low for this party because of what you did last season. And then she's, you know, surprised and impressed and is like, wow, this is a really nice event. It's like, I mean, it, it looks like a nice event, but also like, Yikes. Doing housewives cost so much money because I feel like the amount of money you have to spend to look like you have a lot of money to spend, regardless of if you have a lot of money to spend. Oh. Like even if you're a bajillionaire, there's a look 
to the housewives universe. It's always specific to each city, but it's just so wild because it's like, listen, these women are making at least several hundred thousand dollars, I would say, for each contract. But I don't even know how several. I think several is. is a stretch for I some think of the I think more it's recent a, housewives. I think it's a to a couple like one to 100,000 to like a couple to several because we have some like superstars. Yeah, right. Like somebody like Candy, Kenya at this point are, yeah. But if she's paying $100,000 for this, I mean, like how much can you stretch a party? You know, as far as like this is people are going to see her differently maybe, but it's it's an investment, obviously. I don't think it's one she would be making at that level had a, camera crew not been filming for this specific kind of show it just makes me like oh my god because it's like you know she's obviously a superstar she's an olympian i'm sure she's doing well with like endorsements and business opportunities and stuff but i don't know how much she's making with housewives and that is a lot of money to spend on a non-finale party it is the first party so that that does say something but But it's just a lot of money also the fact that she's at least on some levels, supporting her parents and her sister and and her and now hired her brother-in-law. Right. And like her sister has done her hair for a long time. Her parents were her managers. And she's like talking about the pressures of that, of like that she's paying these people out of her contracts and stuff. And, you know, now that dynamic has changed that she's not the when you're like an elite athlete like that. I think naturally it's the sacrifice the people in your life yeah. kind of orbit around yeah, yeah, you yeah. and that now it's like she might be the one who's like kind of famous in the family but like you're not get preparing this person to go to the Olympics like that's a different thing of just like oh yeah you have like a photo shoot and then you're filming for housewives it's like okay then then go do that I don't need to like be at your beck and call. Yeah, but also like the responsibility here and like nature of a group dynamic. How do we support our family member who's on Housewives, who's now dependent on you in a different way? Before, maybe it was like time, effort, energy. And now it's like all of that plus emotional vulnerability, Mm -hmm. which is maybe something different when you go from living your life preparing for the Olympics or some like crazy track experience or a business opportunity that comes from it, but you don't have cameras following you around 24 seven and you don't have cameras following you around that have a very big investment in something going awry in your life so that they can focus on that for 22 episodes. So it's like, there's a split that seems to be happening in the way that maybe she's like communicating with her sister, which Maybe that's just natural among sisters. Maybe there's other stuff there because it's mixed with like, you know, work dynamics and finances and living together and everything else. But when you add on the housewives to all of that, the expectation of her family, what does it mean to step up? You know, what does that look like? She better hope she sells a lot of those bop, bop, bop t-shirts. What was that? (laughs) What was that hoodie that she and Ross are both wearing? I was like, I was very (laughs) very distracted by it. Did it say kids bop on it too? Or is it just her like... I think it's just phrase. The, the bop, bop, bop. Oh my god! It's I. I, I do. It's lo- a lot. I love. I love. I do the, need a new hoodie, though. I have to say, I, love I really do love the how much she reps her Jamaican identity on this show. Like, I think that is a fun flavor that we don't get all the time. Like, I I appreciate that side of her, and I'm I'm you know. I think she's great. I don't remember. I feel like maybe we fell off a little bit last yeah. season, where it was like I maybe I had a lot of hope and then I'm not quite sure what happened but I I really do have once again a lot of 
hope for her. And yeah. I think she's your first season is so hard. It's much to me better to maybe have like shaky spots mm -hmm. during your first season because you're a human person you're new to this environment you know like relationships can be a surprise fractures can be a surprise and settle in in your second season then have a gangbusters first season yeah. and then have the second season curse like this is better for her long term yeah Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The last thing I want to really talk about is our new friend of Courtney. Oh my God. Courtney. Dylan. Courtney is coming into this season. What? Guns blazing for candy. Mm-mm. And it is very telling to me in a way that I don't know exactly how this is going to unfold. For somebody to bring this much heat, mm -mm. their first episode of Housewives, and to know that she is not holding a peach this season. She is a friend of. Too much. At some point, this is going to go off the rails. And it's not going to play out. This feels very much like a play at a peach. And it hasn't worked for her. This is also like outside looking in versus inside looking out for her, probably outside looking in. Maybe she was annoyed at candy, but it's to me like leaning very heavy into not only making this a thing, but being very passive aggressive to candy, which is mm -hmm. candy's kryptonite. Like you do not want to come at her with a tone. She doesn't like to receive and do that more than once. And, and you certainly should not bounce at her. Is what yeah, we hear. maybe not great. But like to me, that's probably Courtney thinking like, OK, this is what I'm supposed to do. And right. maybe I do feel it. So I'm going to perform it a little extra, which she would probably think people might enjoy. And I'm sure many people do. But for me, inside looking out as a Bravo fanatic of 150 years, I'm like, this isn't it. This doesn't feel organic to me. And I personally am a human person, which means that I am legally obligated to stan candy burris tucker i how can you not i understand it's possible i and i appreciate that because we need to have dialogue we need to have people with different yeah. opinions but like babe not this it's not not with candy not this not now no thank you well i think the yeah the tricky thing is if you are new coming onto the show and we don't know you at all you haven't been around the group 
before. We don't know of you from any other arena. There has to be a little bit of a foundation of your place in the group, who you're friends with, us kind of having a vibe off Mm. of you before or else it just feels like you're coming in with this agenda that really is just like a stupid a it's stupid grab at some screen mm-hmm. time yeah. and some attention and with the candy thing it's like the way Courtney tells it she's like we ran in the same circles we have this mutual friend whatever candy's like i might have met you once a few years ago but that doesn't mean i have any idea who you are like it does seem like you know if you believe candy's version of events and I, I'm guessing you do. Mm. It seems like Courtney has almost imagined this thing a little bit that it's like, I don't know, maybe she heard you were joining the show and was asking questions, but I don't think Candy's like. I don't even think it matters about whatever reality Courtney's presenting. It's the fact that she's trying to intimate something, which is giving me no disrespect to Phaedra Parks, but it's giving me a little Phaedra Parks Nini energy. Like we knew each other. We Mm -hmm. went to school together. Hint, hint, hint. You were up to no good. Like I'm watching Courtney and I'm just thinking like, I get what you're doing. I understand that you think this is your way in and maybe you actually think that this is real to you like maybe it is real to you but it's to me stupid and you're yeah. coming at an all-star and it's just not going to work out in your favor and but also this is why you know bravo fans and bravo universe is so fucking complicated because it's like we should want this no yeah we should want conflict i think uh phaedra and nini is a good comparison but i have a feeling this is going to go a little bit more yovana for her you know me i'm that bitch from oh Clark. my god a hundred percent where is she now i she's couldn't now- tell you <laughs> she's back in school she's studying up she, she's uh she's back at clark atlanta University. yeah we're yeah that's a much better comparison because i do not want to suggest in any way <laughs> that courtney is giving any kind of parks esquire yeah. but hey courtney Courtney still got a cast photo this season. She still is, you know, involved in the promo and stuff. So we will see where where she lands. Who is she? She is. I know she's Courtney, but like, who is she? She she and Sheree's kids went to school together. Okay, uh, great. She has a marketing consulting company. She doesn't, and, as you remember, a jewelry brand. Again, <laughs> and she was in Paris once. <laughs> no disrespect, but it is also giving me. Marlowe's misspelled clothing line. The archive. La apostrophe archive. The archive. Who apparently are supplying costumes for an undisclosed Netflix movie. Good for them. I don't know what that means. I don't think Marlo does either. Everything's coming up Marlo. That's it's, what it means. I'm here for it. Wake <laughs> up and smell those roses. Uh, well, I am always here for having you here. And I'm glad that you were here today. Um, and you know where I would love for people to be on Thursday, May 18th? Oh, my God. Where? At the Green Room 42 for here Andy's Girls City? Live. A Scandal Spritz. We'll be talking oh. Vanderpump Rules finale. Uh, maybe New Jersey, maybe Atlanta. Who knows? So much is happening. So much to discuss always. You can get your tickets. Say the link. I am going to tell you that link. <laughs> I asked 
absolutely have the it. URL. It's at the Green Room 42, the number's 42.venutix.com, which you can also get on my social at Dame Galley. $20 tickets. Again, if you're outside the New York City area, we'd love to have you live stream, which you can watch on demand depending on your time zone, no problem. But also, if you're in the New York area, I mean, it's going to be fun. And I think the Scandaval for a lot of us has been you know, a little bit of a bonding moment because so many of us are watching the same story play out. And I think there's no better time than literally the day after the finale for us to come together and just sit down and be like, here's what the fuck we are watching. It's going to be a safe space for um, for all of our thoughts and feelings about Vanderpump Rules. Um Unless, you know, you think the wrong things and then... You should still come. We'd love to have you. It's a diversity of opinions. Drink yourself a little pumptini. Toast to whatever. We want... If you're a Scandaval truther, like, let's, you know, let's do a little Q&A. Let's, like, let's talk that out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Let's um, do that. And make sure to listen to Andy's Girls podcast anywhere you're listening to mention it all. Um, You know, I was on last week a week, yeah you're on ago. like every three hours i, don't know. I love it's it a, you know i a, can't get enough it's a fun time and uh and throw sarah a follow at dame galley on instagram i'm just plugging all your shit oh, um, i love it but yeah thank you sarah and thank you everyone for listening don't forget to rate review and follow the show wherever you listen you can follow us on instagram at bravo by betches and until next time be cool don't be all like uncool Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.